Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network podcast. I am your host, Anthony Rigucci, and this is Replay, Relive, and Reexperience, or as we like to call it, Re3s, where you guess it, we do all three of those things to our favorite video game series. In this edition of Re3, we'll be replaying, reliving, and re-experiencing the Halo franchise, starting with Halo Combat Evolved and ending with Halo 5 Guardians in anticipation for Halo Infinite. Here to go on Master Chief Saga with me, my co-host, Chris Trio. And guest co-host, Chris Geddes. Guys, Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris, Chris. Thanks. Chris. How are you? I'm good. Good. No, go for it. No, I was just going to say we're back. It's fun to be back. (laughs) Yeah, double double recording. We just did episode episode 7. We're doing episode 8. We're getting into it. This is a heavy episode. A lot of, well, at least the first half of it is probably going to be a lot of heavy lore. Uh, There's a bunch of shit as we get into the background of the Covenant kind of campaign, and we are getting into a first level not playing as Master Chief. Guys, Whoa! before we even talk about it, how are you feeling about that? Not playing as Master Chief. You know what's funny? I feel like with Halo 5, we had like the new protagonist coming in with Locke, and I remember being much more trepidatious with that. But I remember playing Halo 2 and being like, and even still, I'm like, this is cool. We're playing as like the other guy. You were playing as a lizard man <laughs> who's also the bad guy. And it's Have cool to get fucking this. respect. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the arbiter. The goddamn arbiter. Thelvatomy. Goddamn um, Thel. I was kind of in the same camp you're in. You get to play as the arbiter? That's fucking sick. And now I'm kind of like, eh. It's true. You know, like, yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know. The more I play the arbiter levels, like, there's some things I don't like about them and there's some things I do. More, I feel more like dislikes. Like, there's one part in the Oracle where we'll get to where I'm just gonna be like, oh, I fucking hate this part, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's jump into our sixth campaign mission, the Arbiter, um, which introduces the Arbiter Thelvatomy as a playable character for the first time. You must assassinate the heretic leader on a forerunner gas mine in Threshold's atmosphere. First cutscene: We witness the death of Thelvatomy and the birth of the Arbiter. Um, Cutscene starts out with um, Tartarus and a few brutes kind of dragging uh, Thel f- through this like prison area with a bunch of like grunts, yeah, jackals, and jackals. Are, mm-hmm. is in prisons, and uh, basically, I mean, they they have a little banter about like eating him, eating him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they get him down to the mausoleum of the Arbiter. They let him go. Um, I should I should have probably put that in the doc, the mausoleum of the Arbiter. Eh, I guess it doesn't really matter. I, I think I think you go back to it in a high charity anyway. We can we can talk about it then. Sidebar. Sounds great. <laughs> Tartarus brings Thel down, drops him off, and the Prophet of Truth pretty much shoes them away, as the Prophet of Mercy and the Prophet of Truth pretty much now are going to brief Thelvatomy on why he is not being killed, and instead given a chance of redemption with the covenant um so what do you guys think of this cutscene? it's kind of like a big exposition yeah yeah it pretty is. big so exposition I'll... dump but yeah no i thought it was great i thought it was like really cool lore and interesting and i remember even when it first came out being like this is dope this is really cool where's this going you know i i enjoy it i love the, i love his armor i, I love the arbiter's armor it's so good yeah do you know in two it doesn't have mandible covers and in three it does it <laughs> covers his mandibles <laughs> yeah I actually read that today. I didn't. I knew that, like in my head, but but like yeah, so sure. I was like, oh okay. So yeah, a little note of it. <laughs> so a few things I wanted to mention is like some of the dialogue between Truth and Mercy. More more things they say than uh, the Arbiter. He doesn't really do too much except for like ask like very simple questions and is stays on his knees as he's in front of uh, Truth and Mercy, but. Uh, Prophet of Truth says, Quite so. Here rest the vanguards of the great journey. Every arbiter from first to last, each one created and consumed in times of extraordinary crisis. The Prophet of Mercy jumps in with, The taming of the hunters, the, re- the grunt rebellion, were not for the arbiters the covenant would have broken long ago. I'll get into the lore of the arbiters, but yeah, it looks like the arbiters are kind of like yeah, like like they they're they're needed in these times of like where the covenant great is great strife, right? Oh. Yeah, and I think we mentioned the tame we when we talked about the hunters, we mentioned the taming of the Lakogo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Prophet of Mercy references that, and then the Ungoy Rebellion is mentioned here. It's funny they don't use their like scientific names, and they like the the covenant calls. Sanghealy elites, elites and like the 
Shirohani, the brutes, like they don't use the scientific name, which is pretty funny. But mm-hmm. to like, if you're playing the game, you're not gonna be like, what the fuck is that? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, you know a... what a brute is. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what the elites are. You mm-hmm. know the grunts are. <laughs> it's funny. One thing also different in the original that's different in the anniversary when he gets up to go to his armor he covers his heretic brand mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah he doesn't do that in the in the um in the original i thought that was very interesting that he was like so ashamed of it mm. i mean he's fucking I, naked but yeah. like you know he's like covering it up um cuz he's so like you know obviously it's a mark mark of shame um prophets uh, of truth says halo's destruction was your error and you rightfully bear the blame, but the council was overzealous. We know you—you you are no heretic. This is the true face of heresy, one who would be one who would subvert our faith and incite rebellion against the high council. And he shows you the the heretic leader who will be uh, going after in this first mission as the arbiter. And I like when he puts his helmet and goes. What would you have your arbiter do? Keith David. Keith David, man. Yeah. Fucking, you know, spawn. He was in Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for. I was waiting for. No, it's good. No, do you guys ever see the Spawn show? No, you need to watch it. It's on HBO Max, I think. Is it? Yeah, but he's awesome. I'm sorry. So yeah. Does he play Spawn? Yes, he does. He's very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Not literally, physically. His voice. His voice. Yeah. All right. So let's. We got to give a little bit about um, all three of these people. Well, not thel but the arbiter um so let's give a dossier on the prophet of truth the high prophet of truth born ord casto the council decided to have you hung by your entrails and your corpse paraded through the city but ultimately the terms of your execution are up to me formerly known as the minister of fortitude was the leader of the three prophet hierarchs that led the high covenant council um during the ninth age of reclamation of course uh, and is the central antagonist of Halo 2 and 3, and one of the main uh, instigators of the war against humanity. What a weird name, Ord Casto. Yeah, I don't know what their their names are weird. Yeah, Mercy doesn't seem it. very. I, I don't. I mean, their names are pretty much irrelevant. Like the Prophet of Truth. Oh, you know Ord. Come on, yeah, yeah Ord? Ord, my friend Ord. Yeah, Ord. Yeah, Absolutely, I know Ord. Yeah, I go betting with him. Hey, Ord Casto. Ord, what's going on? He has an extensive military career involving the Grunt Rebellion, uh, Harvest, and the Discovery of Earth, just to name a few things. If you really want to go, like, the wiki has extensive background on, like, some of the shit he's did. It was, like, a little too in the weeds for me. And yeah, I was you're like, like, all right, I can, I can do without some of this. Right. Yeah. Like, this is really not relevant to anything, but if sure. you want that lore, you can go get it on the, mm-hmm. the wiki. Ironically, Truth, like his fellow prophets, Mercy and Regret, express behavior quite opposite of the name which they have. Truth often lies, specifically... <laughs> about the great journey the activation of the halo rings to keep the lower ranks from rebelling against the prophets oddly enough in halo first strike both truth and tartarus are referred to as it while it could be a nod to the fact that truth is truth personified but they're both guys obviously <laughs> uh dor- during Thelvadami's trial in halo 2 the prophet of truth refers to john 117 as the master chief it is unknown how he actually knows this alternative name for john 117 does, I didn't. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that either. Yeah. Yeah. He, when he's like, uh, uh, he's when he's talk when he's talking to Thel about him, the, the destruction of Insulation Four. He says at the hands of the Master Chief. Oh, and this is like the first cutscene, right? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're still at the I'm first cutscene. Have to go back and rewatch that. Chris, can you read the Prophet of Mercy for me? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, because I thought you were referring to me now. <laughs> <laughs> the High Prophet of Mercy, born as Hod Rumt. The tasks you must undertake as the Arbiter are perilous, suicidal. You will die as each Arbiter has before you. The Council will have their corpse. Was the oldest of the three hierarchs that led the Covenant High High Council during the Human Covenant War. The Prophet of Mercy was elected to the High Council before either of his fellow hierarchs, the Prophets of Truth and Regret, were even born. His tenure, his tenure was marked by several tense debates with Sangheili High Counselors over the proper dispension of Forerunner artifacts. During that time, he was considered one of the last of the Old Guard as he publicly questioned the wisdom of the Shan Shums, Shan Shums, yeah. Shums demilitarization at the close of the Sangheili Shum War. 
this brand of thinking may have been may have contributed to his later willingness to help replace the Sangheili with a Jirohani. Like all the other hierarchs, Mercy's name is ironic. He is given no mercy by the tro- prophet of truth, as he has showed no mercy either to the humans or to Thelvatomy, whom he wanted dead. Yeah, he's pretty mean <laughs> to him. Meany. Yeah, because he's like, you know, you'll you know, you'll die as the arbiter. Like he mentions the fact that like Thelvatomy is pretty much doing these missions is gonna die. Mm-hmm. And that's how he's gonna redeem himself mm-hmm. by yeah. dying. Um yeah, he's pretty mean. Truth is like a little more sinister about the way he's talking. He's kind of like coaxing him into it a, a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's discuss what exactly the Arbiter is. The title of Arbiter was meant for the pinnacle of the Sangheili, a master of the battlefield who would lead all the clans. It became the highest possible honor honor bestowed upon Covenant Sangheili by their hierarchs during a great time of need. It was the greatest religious rank of the Sangheili, although the Sangheili High Counselor is considered to have a superior political and military status. That was until one arbiter challenged the words of the prophet and lost, which caused the title to be a badge of shame. But the rank was still returned to its full glory shortly before the Great Schism. So this is after Halo hmm. 3. The Arbiter acted as a sort of field marshal on going on missions for the prophets and during incidents such as the taming of the Lakogo and the Ungoy Rebellion, and most recently the threat of the heretics. Until the Arbiter Thel Vadami incited a brigade against the Covenant Empire, where the Arbiter once more led all the Sangheili toward victory. Few free trivia facts. Note that the Arbiter armor is different in Halo 2 and 3. The Arbiter's mandibles in Halo 2 are unprotected, while in Halo 3, the armor covers the mandibles. Also, uh, the Halo 2 Arbiter the Halo 2 Arbiter armor is silver slash gray, while the Halo 3 is more of a bronze. However, this is due to the improved lighting effects, as his armor is gray and in levels with sparse light. Uh, similarly, the Arbor is now has a flashlight on his left shoulder, but only works when playing with the other players and, or a guest. That's in Halo 3. Um, going back to a fun fact, I think we had two episodes ago. The Arbiter was originally meant to be called the Dervish. The name was changed because it might create an unintended parallel between the game and the real-life conflict between the Western world and the Middle East. In Spanish, in the Spanish version of Halo 2 and 3, the Arbiter is called the Inquisitor. So like Inquisitor. Kind of like a little, I don't even know. Inquisitor. The Inquisitor. So uh, we got our mission. We know what, what would you have your Arbiter do? Well, Prophet Truth just told us, so you already know what to do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, we are joining a, a covenant force. No, not that big. It's like a few phantoms worth yeah. of people <laughs> uh, to take out the hunters. The scene changes to show high charity and the fleet surrounding it. Three phantoms fly past the camera and swoop past the ruins of Installation 4. A large piece of it is still intact and with the landscape and clouds still visible. As it flies, the voice of Tas Va- Vadum can be heard. Tas Vadum. Hmm. Wouldn't All it be right. Vadumi? Wouldn't that be another? Vadumi, maybe? Vadumi. Sorry, Vadumi. Yeah, yeah. that sounds... Do me. Um, all right. I'll do the spec ops elites. I can do. Actually, we whoever's not Vadumi should be. We should both be the elites. Do you? Oh, I can be okay. Vadumi. Okay. When we joined the covenant, we took an oath. The scene cuts to an inside of the Phantom, where the spec op elites, along with the new Arbiter, line the walls with a line of spec ops grunts in the center. And ultra elite, the spec op leader, Taz Vadumi speaks among them according According to to our our station station, all without without exception exception. on the blood of our fathers on the blood of our sons we swore to uphold the covenant even to our dying breath those who would break this oath are heretics worthy worthy of neither pity nor mercy even now they use our lord's creation to broadcast their lies we, we shall, shall grind, grind them into, into dust. dust and continue our march to, cl- to glorious salvation. The phantoms enter Threshold's atmosphere and become a larger forerunner platform. I'll be, I'll be Arbiter. You be uh, Vadumi. Sounds good. Uh, this armor suits you, but, I c- but it cannot hide that mark. Nothing ever will. You are the Arbiter, the will of the prophets. But these are my elites. Their lives matter to me. Yours does not. That makes two of us. Oh, interesting, no, interesting rivalry happening. Mm-hmm. I, I it, call, it, it's I, funny how it, it doesn't even feel like a rivalry. It just feels like more like the Arbiter's like, listen, I'm, I get it. I'm going to do what I got to do. And like, he's like, 
all right, fuck you. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like you, know, you know what I mean? I, I, Shipmaster, I, I call him Shipmaster because mm-hmm. that's the yeah. title he gets in Halo 3. Uh, he's, like, one of my favorite side characters. He I don't know good, why yeah. I like him so much. I think the first time I, like, I like liked him is in Floodgate in Halo 3 where he comes with the shadow of intent when he's, um... When he's on your side, he's like, this is Shipmaster with a shadow of intent. And he mm-hmm. drops his fucking, like, elites. I was like, I don't know why. That was just really cool. But it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm just really into it. So I, I really like this character. And he has a really cool line at the end of the game. I can't wait to mount up Arbiter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Taz Vadumi. Then mount up Arbiter. I know a way to break those doors. Was the Sanghealy Special Operations Commander of the Covenant Army before the Great Schism. And after the Great Schism, he served as Sitmaster. He was the only known operations commander of the Covenant Army in the Halo series, a title which held before the Civil War. Wait. A title which he held before the Civil War. A title which he held before the Civil War. As the shipmaster of the Shadow Intent and the de facto commander of the Covenant Separatists as Fleetmaster of the Fleet of Retribution, he had a pivotal role during and after the Battle of Installation 5. Some trivia... Taz is one of the few Sanghealy that actually care for the grunts under his command. Taz is one of only two elites to call John 117 Spartan rather than Demon, the other one being the Arbiter. It is notable that it is a noble habit of Taz and Halo 2 to assist the Arbiter but suddenly leave to attend other matters, usually just before the more difficult parts of the mission. This tendency is noticed by Tartarus, who refers to him as a coward. Uh, this is also most likely to balance the game since Taz is invincible. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's for it's for game reasons. For yeah, game reasons, but lore reasons. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. So we talked about threshold. What the fuck is that, Chris? Lay it down. Well, I'll tell you. The threshold gas mine was a large structure suspended in the atmosphere of the gas giant threshold, the planet around which Installation Zero Four orbited. It was an expansive automated facility that was created and used by the Forerunners and later the Heretics. Threshold is a massive gas giant planet. Right. So it's like, is Saturn a gas giant? I think so. So is Neptune, I believe, as well. Yeah, so it's uninhabitable, but like there's stations around it. So do gas giants have a surface though, right? Like they have like, there's like... I guess. I would assume they would have like They can't just be like giant... No, just things of gas. Yeah, of gas. Maybe they are. I don't know. (laughs) Just a big sphere of, of gas. So yeah, we drop, we're down, we're playing as the Arbiter. Um, one of the changes, I guess, from um, Master Chief is that we have active camo, but it's not as good as the other Elite's active camo because our armor system is older. I like how, like, uh, uh, Shipmaster kind of says that. He's like, You may wish to do the same, Arbiter, but take heed. Your armor system is not as new as ours. Your camouflage will not last you may want to use active camo as well, but beware, it is not as good as our old. Yeah, it's like, it's like you have an older set of arms. It's like, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Yeah. Um, and of course, as a Arbiter or an Elite Sanghealy, we are equipped with the Type 1 Energy Sword. Yay! But finally. finally. I know, seriously. Finally. This is a close quarters weapon of the Covenant Empire, exclusively used by the Elites. The energy sword is the signature weapon of the Sangheili and has been their weapon of nobility since its creation during one of their ages of discovery. Viewed as a holy weapon, the Sangheili pride themselves on the, their skills with it. They believe it is better for a Sangheili to fall on his sword as an act to redeem his honor. Wait. V- that, that very samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say towards mm. the end. Yeah. It's very, again, not really Spartan, but samurai mm-hmm. with their, their katanas. Yep. Yeah. And their, their swords. Um, the Sanghealy are also very strict on who can be trained in the art of swordsmanship. Only aristocrats are permitted to wield energy swords, and sword wielders are no longer eligible for marriage. Breeding with any female they choose is permitted. Married or otherwise. Yeah. To ensure successful transmission of swordsmanship genes. Nice. Good. So basically, you get to wield your sword and then your sword, if you know what I mean. That's that's <laughs> like a lot of fun. A lot uh, of swords. And yeah, that's cool. So, that's so they can't so get insane. married. They just. They can't they just get married, breathe. but they can bang all they want and they have as many can. kids as they want. Yeah. Why would you not be a swordsman? I guess it's tough. 
I assume. Well, it's probably pretty. You have to be nobility or aristocrat. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Are there any female elites? I, we in the... I don't think we've seen I any. I knew that the... was going to come. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, because I, like, I was like, I feel like, do, there, we, there do they show up in the last, yeah. in the next one? I feel like they do, st- like, you start hearing, like, they sound like feet, like, I'm they sound more high. I think. I don't know. There are female elites. Yeah. But, like, I guess my more is in battle. Are there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Like obviously, because it says like they get married and they they yeah, like, yeah. right like literally like they all, obviously all exist the brutes, but all the grunts all the ja- I mean at least as far as we know yeah. all the jackals are seem to be guys. Mm-hmm. What about the the bug things the the, the, the drones? drones. Well, they're, they're all they're remember, all male. Remember That's we right. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah One queen. queen. Yeah. Fucking so, shit. So trio, we are about to face a new faction of enemy, the heretics. Why don't you educate us? Let's talk about them. Uh, in the wake of the battle of inspiration of installation zero four. Uh, Sessa Refumi formed a separatist fa- uh, faction considered to be the heretics of, by the Covenant. Comprised of Zang- Sanghili and Ungoy, they had cons- they had been considered to be enough of a threat by the Covenant religion that the Prophet of Truth sent the Arbiter to eliminate their faction. Originally, these heretics were covenant ar- were a Covenant artifact retrieval team attached to the fleet of particular justice and led by Sessa... Is it Sessa or Sessa? I would say Sessa. Sessa Refume. They were investigated... Uh, they investigated... Well, they were investigated... No, that's wrong. They investigated... No, they were investigating. I can't read. Chikuch, <laughs> I get this. This is tough, man. They were investigating a gas mine on the planet's threshold uh, when the UNSC Pillar of Autumn crashed on Halo. A few days later, the retrieval team located the monitor of Installation 04... 343 Guilty Spark, that fuckhead, floating adrift in the wreckage of Halo. Spark Spark promptly took command of the Sentinels running the gas mine and cheerfully informed the artifact retrieval team of the true purpose of the Halo array, utterly destroying their faith in the promised great journey. Delusioned by the lies of the prophets and their great journey, Reforme initiated uh Reforme initiated an open rebellion against the prophet leadership and the basis of the covenant. In secret, he sent holographic recordings to other Sangheili, hoping to open their eyes as well. In the meantime, he strengthened their, the defenses of their uh, gas mine, def- uh, fortifying it with plasma cannons and large com- and a large complement of Banshee. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, complement of Banshee fighter craft in anticipation of the Covenant's retribution for the heresy. So, <clears throat> we could have touched on it a little later, but he kind of describes the terminal yeah. right there. Kind of... Um, they he three four three guilty spark finds the heretics and basically tells them like they just happen to recover him and they're like yeah I think in in the terminal he like flies to them and he comes in and he says you know great journey salvation what are you talking about that's not what these are for these are weapons oh no we yeah we're wiping people out for the the kill the floods the purge yeah and you know Sesa or Sisa is mind blown he's like, he's like i can't obviously the prophets we've been lied to our entire lives yeah and he knows what like they call the monitor or guilty spark the oracle, oracle. yeah like, he knows what 343 guilty spark is he knows he's the the monitor of the ring so when he tells him that he who who of course he knows he's yeah he's a fucking forerunner artifact. absolutely yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very interesting hmm. fucking fucking guilty spark coming in all right we also pick up at this moment the Type 51 Carbine, also known as the Covenant Carbine. It is a Covenant infantry firearm ca- carried commonly by the Girard... How do you G- say Girohani. Girohani, uh, Kigyar, and the Sangheili. The Carbine serves as the Covenant's medium to long-range weapon. Uh, the weapon's design is very basic with unique differences. The first is its magazine placement, which is located right above the trigger guard. The weapon's cylindrical magazine holds 18 rounds and also provides as an indication of the of the number of rounds left in the magazine using the holographic display. Not in the remaster, no. which is very weird. Really? It's the no. one thing they left out. That is weird. Huh. Yeah, it's really strange. Isn't that... Yeah, okay. Uh, I was, we're about to get right into what my question was. The weapon is also capable of two times magnification. However, it is not known where the magnification <laughs> device is. <laughs> I was literally, literally about to be like, scope, is it on? It seems. You must zoom in through the fucking ammo. ammo. Yeah, like that, yeah. that, that heads up display on it mm-hmm. must translate into the, 
I don't fucking know. That's the only well, way if the, I if can... The, if the wiki don't know, I don't Yeah, that's know. so true. Uh, the carbine marks, marks itself uh, as a unique as unique among Covenant firearms by its ammunition. Rather than using plasma bursts, which can be inaccurate and slow at long range, this weapon utilizes caseless radioactive projectiles shot out of at supersonic speeds. It is unknown how or when the Covenant developed this weapon, but its ammunition is believed to be the base for the fuel rods cannon's ammunition. Uh, hmm. My one piece of trivia. Yeah, uh, we got a little piece of trivia. Uh, in Halo 2, when you reload the magazine, when you reload, the magazine will pop out and disappear almost immediately. In Halo 3, they will fall on the floor and take a short while to disappear. Yeah, and this is where we would have talked about the terminal, but we already talked yeah, about we already it earlier. Covered it. Um, and the, we noticed the Sentinels are also sided with the Heretics because obviously the Oracle is with them. And... Um, I made this. I made you, Chris. You specifically read this because you said you like the Sentinel. I do beam. like the Sentinel beam. Yeah, yeah. it's a, <laughs> it's one straight line. So we pick up the Sentinel beam. The Sentinel beam is a forerunner directed energy weapon. Sentinel beams are often integrated into the Sentinels from where the weapons take their names. That weapon is par particularly effective against small flood outbreaks and energy shields. The small or the Sentinel Beam runs on a non-rechargeable battery that runs out very quickly, yet even Sentinels created many thousands of years ago are capable of firing one. It may be possible that a Sentinel Beam attached to a Sentinel is powered by the Sentinel itself. It should be noted, though, that Sentinel Beams taken off are destroyed... It should be noted, though, that Sentinel Beams taken off of destroyed Sentinels often have some of the battery depleted. And... Some trivia. In Halo 2, if a player throws a grenade while the Sentinel Beam is overheated, there will be no throwing animation. That actually happened to me huh. when I was playing last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've noticed that before, but I'm like, oh, huh, okay. That's hmm. why that happened. <laughs> and then in Halo 3, uh, a fully charged Sentinel Beam will be left at exactly 77 charge after it overheats from a single continuous burst. Those sick fucks with the seven number. Seven, I swear seven. to God. They're <laughs> You're sick. You <laughs> sick bastards. Disgusting. Sick. You know that's probably they're probably trying to say six six six. You know, like the devil. God, I'm sorry. I'm all up in arms. <laughs> I'm just all I'm hot and bothered. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of moving through. We're fucking killing these heretics, um, and we kind of move into this room with a bunch of conveyor belts. And there's a ship in the middle, and you're probably wondering what is that ship? What the oh, fuck? Yeah. yeah. So this is the Type Thirty One. Exo-atmospheric multi-role fighter, otherwise known as the Seraph-class starfighter, which is a widely used Covenant starfighter ship. The Seraphs have been seen in operation uh, as early as the Battle of Harvest. Um, some trivia, the Seraph's design was originally a Covenant tank. Um, instead of having the name that represents a sinister supernatural being like Wraith or Phantom, the word Seraph is derived from one of the highest rankings of angels as described in certain texts of the Bible. The Seraphs are one of the main attack fighters featured in Halo Reach's Long Night of Solace level. So wait, I'm confused. The Seraph is a tank? No, it was it, designed as a but tank. But it is a flight. Right. That makes it, sense. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, I was just was making sure I understand. Yeah, it was I do like that, though. Seraph, angel, it's in the air. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And at also, at some point, we probably picked up a fuel rod cannon from one of these little fucking grunts somehow picking this shitting up. How, that's what I was actually, when I was writing this, I'm like, how the fuck do the grunts actually carry this fucking thing? Like, they're not that big. They can't be that strong. Well, but how heavy do you think that fuel rod cannon is? Probably pretty heavy. I doubt it. I feel like they made that shit light as fuck. If, like, because that's what, I mean, weapons today, isn't that, like, a big thing? They want to make them pretty light? Like, to carry, like... I mean, how, I mean, how, I'm curious how... Guns are pretty heavy. You ever, yeah, like, you ever, no, you, you definitely, you but, like, before? like a rifle, I guess, like, a rocket launcher is probably pretty damn heavy. But I feel like, I feel like, uh, if I were to... Ex extrapolate in my thought on these people. They they would make that as light as possible from the lightest material possible, so that they could. Yeah, guns are it. guns are pretty heavy. No, they absolutely are. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting when you're like playing a game and then you get a gun. It's like oh shit, <laughs> especially <laughs> like a handgun. Like it really, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, picking up the furod cannon. It's called the gun in some instances. I call it. I've always called it a furod cannon. Yeah, yeah. Gun is fucking lame. It's a is fucking it, giant. Are both shoulder. used or is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And when you like in some games it's gun and in sometimes it's referred to as cannon. I just like. I cannon. probably would have said the fuel rod gun. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Man, I think I probably fuck would. you. Shut up. Get out of my basement. <laughs> you just hear the mic cut. <laughs> I'm gone. The Type 33 light anti-armor weapon, commonly known as the Fruod Cannon or Gun, is a Covenant shoulder fire mortar 
radiation weapon. The Frohawk Cannon is a man-portable version of the cannon that is mounted on Covenant vehicles. It is a support weapon that is commonly employed in both anti-personnel and anti-vehicle roles. The design of the Furad Cannon is unique, resembling a large ornament more than a deadly weapon. It is also unique in the way that it operates. Its ammunition is placed on one side. Its ammunition is placed... Wait, I got lost. Uh, its ammunition is placed one on top of the other into f to form a magazine when it is then loaded into the weapon. It is unknown what exactly holds the rods together. It fires an unknown type of incendiary gel. Next to nothing is known about this weapon's ammunition except... Uh, that when it strikes a target, it does so with a devastating result. The Furad gun uh, shoots the same type of incendiary gel as the Hunter's Assault Cannons, obviously. I think mm. you didn't, didn't realize that. No, I didn't. Really? I mean, I guess it makes total sense now <laughs> yeah. that you pointed it out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The Furad gun's design in Halo 2 is very similar to the pr one shown in pre-Xbox Halo. So, again, wow. another gun that was cut from Halo 2 or 1. <laughs> that was brought, brought back, back. Yeah. Well, it's in Halo 1, but you can't pick it up. Yep. I think I... Yeah, I have something about that. The Froa Cannon is the only weapon in which... In the trilogy, which a separate... Wait. The Fruitball Gun is the only Cannon. weapon in the trilogy which a separate animation and timer when throwing a grenade. There is an approximately 0.5 second longer delay before you throw a grenade. He huh? called it the Fuel Rod Gun. Did you yeah, hear it? twice. He called it the Fuel Rod Gun. <laughs> We're right. <laughs> You're wrong. Your mind knew it. In Halo Combat Evolved, the Fruad Cannon will explode <laughs> after death of the uh, grunt using it. The explosion is much like a plasma grenade explosion, only green. I wish you didn't mention it to him because he would have done it again. <laughs> and he wouldn't. I had to. <laughs> yeah, like, it he was going. It would have been over. <laughs> he was going against everything he was saying. So we are. We continue to fight a little bit through the compound. We see the heretic leader flees on a banshee and goes to defend the Oracle. Um, and we get on a banshee ourselves and fly after him. This is the part with some cool music. Some yeah, interesting absolutely. Yeah. So in the original, in the classic version of the game, which you can switch between them both, a song called Follow by Incubus, which is part of a four-part musical suite called The Odyssey Plays. So Incubus mm -hmm. did the music for this part in the original. In the anniversary, the song is called Follow in Flight by Misha Mansoor. Uh, of the progressive metal band Periphery, which I actually listened to yeah. before this, so this was pretty cool. So another fun fact: he actually does music for Destiny too. Weird, does he? Oddly enough, yeah, he did. A, I mean, that makes sense. He did a, a re well, the, retelling the, of the two anniversaries by three four three. So there's not technically yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, that makes sense. But um, yeah, he does some of the Destiny. He did uh one of like the new songs for their Destiny One DLC, Rise of Iron. Like one of the Nightfall bosses, hmm. he like redid the music, and now it's in Destiny too, because that that strikes now in Destiny too. There's another Destiny reference uh, coming up towards the end of Oracle that I want to. Oh really? Touch on. I have no like, idea. Get, not well, so much as a, well mean, it's a reference to in, in Destiny to Halo. Or is it's it like, more so like there's a. It just gave me Destiny vibes because there's a when you're bringing down the station in the next level. Um, there's also a space station drop in the newest raid in Destiny, uh, where you have to like deposit nukes and you're bringing basically bringing down a station and slamming it into Europa. That makes sense. Yeah, and it, it did the two after doing the raid and then doing this. It kind of there was definitely some parallels. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, we. Yeah, yeah so, I was so like, so I just were, did this. You were mentioning before you didn't like the music here. I felt like uh, I felt no, like, I no. said it was weird. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was very weird, and I was like... Now it let me definitely know. did come in out of... I felt like it was more it's, noticeable. It went up and down. Like, it was like guitar, and then it went like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the progressive metal. was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, I felt... So, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, it didn't pull me out or anything. I def It just jumped out at me when I got into that part. I definitely do remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we just fly for a little bit, kill some... A little long. A little too long. Them, and yeah, then, we, yeah, and then we land in the levels. Over. Yeah, again, there are some parts... That's the thing I'm noticing in this one. There are some parts where they probably actually could have saved some time, I yeah. think, and, and chopped that off maybe. Uh, but, like, still, great. Great stuff. So we jump right into the level, the Oracle synopsis. The Oracle is the seventh campaign level Halo 2, where the player plays as Thelvatomy, a.k.a. the Arbiter. Starting directly after you land the Banshee, where you were flying in the previous level, the opening cutscene has... Uh, Taz Vamundi. No, Taz Vadumi. Excuse me. Comment on smelling a familiar stench. This is the first level in Halo where you encounter the Flood and some of their new abilities, most notably the ability of infection forms to revive fallen combat forms and shielding on some combat forms. 
So yeah, the stench he's talking about is, is the flood. Flood is the flood. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely. From going back and playing this, I, I don't remember the flood here. I didn't remember I didn't that. Remember and then coming in, I was like, oh, oh shit, the flood. Yeah, you walk in and you see the 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 room with the, the spores, the spores mm -hmm. in there. And then you go into the next room. And I thought it was early. Okay, I was like, wow. Yeah, it is, I agree. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, again, like same thing with the, with the weapons. Like how the weapons are introduced early. Like the flood are introduced, I feel like, early too. They just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. I don't think they're bad places. No, not no. at all. But it's just, it's quicker. It, those those like pods when you're walking by the rooms where it's like all the green and they're like containing mm -hmm. all they look so good on yeah. update they really yeah. did like it just looked like the it, it looks great I, don't yeah, know, I keep saying it, but like really, they look awesome yes, they do. yeah they look good now opposed to like in, in Halo the original Halo two and Halo one they were even like, the yeah even I mean, the, with they were the update scary no, for yeah, sure but for like, sure now yeah. there's some real detail in them it's it really does remind me like of how like they were like they were definitely trying to go for a thing type of like alien race which I appreciate but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we move into the next room. Well, we saw those elites fighting the um, the heretic elites fighting the... They were like below the, you. Yeah, flawed. And then we get into the next room and the heretic leader speaks to us for the first time via a hologram. So let's get into a dossier on the heretic leader himself, Sessa uh, Rafumi. Sessa Rafumi was the leader of the heretics referred to in Halo 2 simply as the heretic leader, never named in game, um, who had taken control of the gas mine on Threshold and a small base on Basis. So this is a this is the moon. Mm. It's near the moon of Threshold. Basis the moon. is the moon of Threshold. Yeah. Uh, a gas giant's moon, which Installation 4 rests between. Concurrently with the Prophet of Regret, Sessa Rafumi is a main antagonist uh, for the first half of Halo 2, specifically for Theldatomy's first section of the campaign. He is seen in only these two levels that we're doing. Uh, for all intents and purposes, Sessa Rafumi is his own. Uh, Sessa Rafumi on his own is just a Sangheili Ranger with uh, different colored armor and shields that could withstand up to two energy sword lunges, making him accurately comparable to an Ultra Elite. He utilizes two hollow drones to assist him in a fight and his method to stay away from harm's reach. These hollow drones, when projected, create two identical models uh, of himself, which deal real damage upon the player. Some trivia. Even though Rafumi left the Covenant, he did not remove his EE suffix from his name, which denotes his service in the Covenant military. He's the second tallest uh, Sangheili known in the Halo universe, the tallest being Zaitan Jar... Wattenry, I don't know. He's from. He's actually from like Onyx. The Onyx. What's the Onyx? Onyx Rising. Is that what it's called? I think so. What's the, the Onyx book? Yeah, he's in that one. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Ghost of Onyx. Ghost of Onyx. Ghost yeah. of Onyx. So after wow. this encounter, we get to the worst part of the game. This fucking elevator, which is like, mm. this was. I did. Elevator. I was like, what yeah, the fuck man. is happening? I don't understand it. Like, yeah, I, I, it I, stops and like, then it just. Ugh. It's Who like, built this thing? Like, what fuck? Damn like, you, Bungie. Like, I was Who just built like, this? Who built? Like, I'm like, on the elevator. It's like, all right, so when we build this elevator to get you down in this facility. I love the note that he has in here. It's just called the fucking elevator. I know. It's so the fucking well, it's funny. I, I looked at him like, what is he talking about the fucking now that you've like actually said? I'm like, oh, yeah. that fucking elevator. I, I feel like this is another like Halo 1 kind of. Just pad out. Like, like yeah. what are you doing? Christ. Just make me go down and like, fight one horde of elevator's them. Elevator's fine, but it is way too fucking long. You know, you can. So I got halfway down. I just jumped on the platform and skipped half of it. You did? Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to try it because I was afraid I was going to die. Really? Yeah. I got you, like a, a, I got a little over maybe a little over halfway down, but I saw where like the platform mm -hmm. was that you like get off on, and I jumped down and I got on it and I just continued huh. on. Since we got a long wait on this elevator, and we're technically not on it. I think this is a good time to bring up any thoughts we're having going forward. I mean, so guys, how are we enjoying Halo Two? Oh, uh, massive improvements. Obviously, we haven't we've said it too much. But it's just an improvement over Halo 1. Everything, the story, the story is so much better. You're, you feel like you're more involved in it, obviously. I, There's I, just more to, yeah, I agree. With the Covenant side, too. The Covenant Absolutely. alone, I just like seeing that other, the extra side of uh, the other war. The Yeah, with the Covenant, they were, they were just the bad guys in the first one. Mm -hmm. You right. really had next to no reason to care about them or whatever. Like, yeah. Unless they give them some depth, you realize they're kind of like a... a Obviously, like a like species led astray, but like it's interesting that even like like religion has taken over like this advanced society and like they're all basing everything. Else. It's cool, I think. Like you said, it's step up in everything: gameplay, story, mechanics. All of it is yes. just so much more fun to play and much more engaging. 
Yeah. I want to keep going. I finished, like, I finished Arbiter, and I'm like, I w- and I kept playing last night. I'm like, oh, what do we have to get up to? And you're like, only, oh, only Arbiter. I'm like, oh, fuck. Or all right, I gotta, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, I got to stop then. But I didn't want to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to keep going. Come yeah, on. yeah. So one Easter egg I have, too, is you can actually see your legs in this game. Opposed to Halo CE, you can't. And all the other Halos, you can see your legs. But if you look down, you can say hi. Oh, God. Yeah. Say hi to your knees. I yeah. do. That is one. I do remember back in the day, that was one of the first things I would do. Look down. Truly. Like, like, yeah, and can try you to see them. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully uh, that, that little uh, little exhibition kind of padded that elevator out. If you're playing and listening, you're probably fucking still on it. So <laughs> Fuck that. that. We'll see you elevator. down there. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we're going to exit that elevator, and we enter a large room with like a hall sort of thing. That is where we will find our next terminal. Yeah, and then this one there, this one is more about just the, the lies that the prophets have been telling. Honestly, this one is... Uh, it's got more so the... 343 asking why why can't we have why isn't there any help coming you know and he said your only uh sisa said your only help is me yeah because obviously if he, they were to tell the higher-ups what's going on that would incite a rebellion yeah so, yeah. yeah and that's pretty i mean they yeah. they become heretics and mm-hmm. go against the covenant yeah it's pretty much what happens it's crazy that they label them the bad guys when in reality it's just like no, they, they just, don't want to figure die. out the truth yeah they're yeah. like wait you're telling me we're just gonna yeah because you know the way yeah, that the Guilty Spark... is a farce. The yeah. way Guilty Spark explained to him was completely just science. He's like, well, you know, yeah, we got to kill all of you mm-hmm. to stop, you know, the flood from expanding. Oh, what happens after we kill you all? Oh, you're just dead. Yeah, you're just... Like, you died. You mean there's no heaven? Why would there be a heaven? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like, there's, like... <laughs> Who? <laughs> what is a heaven? Oh, yeah. you mean that bullshit? No, it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. they're like, ah. Oh, Fuck. Yeah, and, no, and I like how Oracle always is like, how do you not know this? Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, what? Yeah. he's always surprised when people like, don't know, like, he's, what Halo is. Like, why do you call me is? Oracle? Why yeah, he's like, why are you using all, these strange, yeah. all this strange language? Yeah. And like, I yeah. am 343, Guilty Spark, monitor of installation 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, we get it. <laughs> all right, fuckhead. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so after that terminal, we travel a little bit further. We get to this room with, like, sort of a spire going up, spiral staircase. Um, this is a cutscene where we see the heretic leader seal himself in, um, and we find an arbiter kind of devises a plan. The only way to get him out is to cut the cables to the station and put it in a free fall. So we ascend the tower to do exactly that, and then we get up and cut these giant fucking like six or seven slices with your sword, sword just to get him yeah. to, I died get him to fall four times here by accident because <laughs> I easy. kept jumping oh. yeah uh, like, by accident no you're good no like it, no I'm just fucking I, I don't know why I kept myself. doing it like when it drops if you jump at oh, a certain yeah, you... time you float off the station and <laughs> <Yeah>. die <laughs> And I, I kept doing it how by the gravity like, physics work. It was in this part. very like, weird. You're yeah. not just like attached to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, gravity works differently once the. It was very odd. Yeah, falling. I didn't uh, jump. I mean, I, I never. Had I that did happen. it the first time to check. I was like, oh, it did work. And then I did it by accident the second time. I'm like, okay, time to get together. And then I accidentally <laughs> did a third time again too. I'm like, and it was yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So after that, we go back down. The, the heretic leader um, is kind of running away. We pursue him and backtrack through the majority of the level. So this is a lot of combat here. Uh, and then we get to our first boss fight of the series. Yeah. Well, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah. Would say, yeah, it is. What about uh, shooting? Oh, no, that's Halo 3, isn't it? Shooting 343 with the Spartan laser? Yeah. In Halo 1? No, we don't, we don't do no, that we in don't Halo, do that Halo 1. Halo no. 1. God. Spartan so I jump around too much. Sorry, in the game. Don't yeah. My friends are like, "Yeah, let's do this." I'm like, "All right." Yeah. Oh, you, you, I do the weekly challenges, so whatever. Uh, yeah, so I jump around on so many levels. Okay. Oops. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. This is literally the first boss yeah. battle. There's another boss battle. I think it, two more boss battles. Regret this game. and Tartarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I do. Is Regret are. much of a boss fight? More no, than but a it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a boss fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As he attempted to make his own escape, and his Sarah fighter, Thel, found him and engaged him in battle. Uh, despite his clever use of holodrones, we take him out. Yeah, so the holodrones are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. really see them again in the series. No. Um, How was the boss fight for you guys? Did easy. You, easy? Yeah, well, I easy. On. It's, yeah. it's oh. literally two slices. Like, yeah, like, that's that's exactly what three. happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. I did two slices, and I was like, oh, I killed him. Oh, that's it. All oh, right. That was yeah. the real one. Okay. On, yeah. on Legendary, that fight is pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is a dialogue before they fight. Um, do you guys want to do that? Do you want to be th- sure? Be I can be fell. I'll be three four three. Oh no, no! Before no. that. Oh oh oh! So you are. Um, <clears throat> I'll be. Yeah. 
What do I feel? Okay. Turn, heretic. The heretic leader turns to face the arbiter. Arbiter, I would rather die by your hands than let the prophets lead me to slaughter. Who has taught you these lies? And then a familiar... Hum- I'll be 343. A familiar humming is heard. The arbiter looks up and sees 343 Guilty Spark descending from above. The Oracle! Hello, I am 343 Guilty Spark, monitor of Installation 4. <laughs> Ask the Oracle about Halo, how they would sacrifice us all for nothing. More questions? Splendid. I would be happy to assist you. 343 Guilty Spark. Oh, wait. And then and then Arbiter asks, like, goes to... Wait, wait, wait. Where am I at? I'm confused. Oh, yeah. Any any question any questions are cut off as the heretic opens fire on Vadimi with the twin plasma rifles. Vadimi falls back, taking cover, while his shield generator is recharging. As he does so, the heretic leader floats back toward the seraph and pulls out two holodrones. The elites are blind, Arbiter, but I will make them see. The heretic leader releases the drones, uh, which become copies of him, and they look towards the Arbiter. During the battle, the heretic leader will continue to taunt Thelvatomy. Um, yeah, do you want to read these? Sure. I just find it... I, I don't think I got any of these dialogues because I beat them the, too bad. There, there's a lot of them, yeah. and they're hard to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I remember even... In but they're the, interesting. Well, mm-hmm. even in the first one, I remember the part where you walk into the first level when you interact with the Flood, and like if you let that guy speak uh, before oh, killing him, one, you get all that extra guy, dialogue. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> all about the extra dialogue. How did the prophets buy your loyalty, Arbiter? With a new command, a new fleet, or was it the promise? Their great journey. Look around you, Arbiter. This facility and dozens like it resulted in the study of the parasite. But where are the weapons, Arbiter? What was the result? All that time and effort and the best the Forerunners could do was put these foul creatures on ice. And now, where are these gods? The prophets would have us worship? Transcended? Ha! Hardly. Come, Arbiter. Let me show you where they went. 343 uh, Guilty Spark will also talk to Thel of Atomy throughout the battle. This mining facility predates the installation alpha by several hundred years. It was retrofitted to research possible offensive and defensive measures against the flood. Indeed, I designed and oversaw the construction of this facility's various outbreak management systems. The cable on top of this mine was d- designed as a failsafe in case an outbreak took place. I'm glad someone had the foresight to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, all the flood on this installation will perish once this uh, facility enters the planet's nitrogen core. Yay. Awesome. Uh, the Arbiter successfully depatches de- 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 the heretic leader and retrieves the Oracle from the station. The cutscene. I will I will be Guilty Spark. We'll just keep it with you Fel. can be Tartarus. Trio will be the Arbiter. Unfortunate. His edification was most enjoyable. I had no choice, Holy Oracle. The heretic imperiled the great journey. Oracle, great journey. Why do you meddlers insist on using such inaccurate... Why? 343 Guilty Spark is snatched by an unseen force and pulled away. He is dragged through the air directly into the top of the Fist of Root, the gravity hammer of Tartarus. Tartarus, standing beneath a phantom, pulls 343 Guilty Spark off the end of his hammer. That is the Oracle! So it is. Come, we are leaving this system. And fades to black, and that is the end of this level but first let's hit some trivia Hmm. when you reach the lz that you took a banshee from near the end of the arbiter the cutscene will show the arbiter crashing the banshee into the wall below the lz before he climbs up and walks to the door this is similar to what master chief did at the beginning of the mall i noticed that that. yeah the the banshee hits and he i picked up on that that yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't pick that up it doesn't make any sense at all Mm -hmm. but physics are insane when you're about to encounter the flood for the first time a grunt soldier can be heard saying, me got a bad feeling about this. This mm-hmm. is similar to Private Mendoza's words in Halo Combat Evolved when you first encounter the Flood. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that's inter- I didn't pick I've that one up. never picked up. Yeah, no. didn't pick that one up. He said, I've got a bad feeling about this. Me that? got a yeah. bad feeling but about then, this. Uh, what's his name? So Mendoza probably says, I have a bad feeling about yeah. that. That wasn't got a, a Star Wars reference. feeling about this, Sarge? Probably was. I'm thinking that's probably what it was, I assume. <laughs> it, actually, it definitely That's is. what I'm thinking. It's a reference. And that's it. That's the end of the Oracle and the Arbiter. Well, Episode eight in the bag. The first journey as the Ar- or, as We're, the Arbiter. Yeah, three levels into two. Episode eight. Yeah, done. Or no, sorry, three episodes into two. Six levels into. How many more do we have now? So there's like fifteen. No, I'm, yeah, I guess for uh, Halo two, I mean. How yeah, many there's do like we have three cutscene levels. So yeah. we have next is Delta, Delta Halo, Halo, Sacred Icon, and then Quarantine Zone and another arbiter level 
and then there's a chief level. Maybe like two chief levels, and then the final two levels are arbiter levels, I think. So we're looking at about four more episodes at least for for two. Maybe three. Right. I, I, I I haven't figured out yeah. how we're slicing all it right. up yet. Well, that sounds point. good. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us at least this far. It's been fun to play as the Arbiter for the first time in Halo 2. Uh... Thank you all so much for watching. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search the Delco Nerd Network. We are on all the social medias at Delco Nerds. We have a fun Discord chat where you can talk about everything from Halo to whatever else you're feeling that day. It's, it's a great time. Lots of fun people in there. Uh, you can find all this information on our website, DelcoNerdNetwork.com. Our email is also there, DelcoNerds at gmail.com. For Chris, for Gooch, I've been Trio. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay nerdy. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. You know, you want to know how much just throwing in thanks for listening fucked me up? It literally got my... I'm like, I'm going to try to say thanks for listening this time. I think time. I keep this in. No, do it. I love it. But it's amazing. Like you, I tried to make the goddamn <laughs> correction, and it literally was like, good night, guys. Thank Later. you.